Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. This is Jody, and today I am thrilled to be interviewing a truly incredible woman, Jane Finette. Jane is the founder and executive director of the Coaching Fellowship, which is a non-profit organization dedicated to the development of young women leaders in social change. She's a former big tech executive, a leadership expert and certified professional coach and has dedicated her life to achieving equality for women, empowering them to make a global impact. Now, I've just finished reading her new book titled, Unlocked How Empowered Women Empower Women. And I absolutely loved it and really came away realizing or probably remembering the importance that we as women, every single one of us, has in creating positive change, but also the incredible impact that empowering other women really does have. And the research in the book was inspiring. It says that when women are empowered, they pour their energy, skills, time and money back into their communities and tend to reinvest up to 90% of their incomes back into their families compared to around 30% by men. When women are empowered, the world gets better. If more women sit at the negotiating table, there is less war and more commitment to sustaining peace. If women were given access to the resources they need for agriculture, food security will increase and reduce the number of hungry people in the world by 150 million. And there's even a report that more empowered women are the ones who will solve the climate crisis. Jane's book is a collection of real-world short stories that highlight incredible female leaders working to propel women and girls forward. It's part inspiration and part practical guide and helps us to see how we can be feminists and activists in today's world. Written to encourage and empower women to take action into their own hands and to reach gender equality in our lifetimes. So, Jane, I can't wait for today's discussion and I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome you to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. Jody, thank you so much. And it's, it's such a great honor to be here today with you. I've, I've been so much looking forward to our session together. Oh, great. Yes, me too. I've just, as I said, I've read your book. I loved it. I actually went through some more of it yesterday, preparing for today. And it's just, look, there is those beautiful stories where we can hear what other women do and really be inspired by that. But I love it because then you really do give those practical techniques or practical things that we can actually, the reader can actually take on and start building into our lives. And we're all about practical here at, at Rise Women. <laughs> we, like, we just I don't like, we want, we want <laughs> the real keys to what can we actually start doing today or, you know, to make that change. And it's, it's a, it was a wonderful book. Well, thank you so much, and um, I, it's, it warms my heart to to hear that. And um, and you're right. You know, I mean, for me, it was important to tell 
really hopeful stories in the book. Um, There is, you know, not such great news. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, you can pick your topic and it's not great at the moment, but particularly when you look at the numbers for men and girls and the the impact that uh, the pandemic has had, there's a lot of going backwards instead of going forwards. And so... And with all that being said, there is still so much good work being done. And I really wanted to give us all an opportunity to know about that. And then, yeah, as you were saying, to uh, start and take some action in our own backyards as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we're going to get into lots of different stuff about the book and your topic. But firstly, tell us a bit about yourself and your journey. Thank you. Oh, gosh, and I don't know where to start. It's like, how long is the podcast <laughs> as well? So, you know, when, when that question's asked, I feel like a bit like a bunny in the headlights. I'm like, oh, God, God, what's, what, shall I, what shall I say? But, I'm, you know, I'm from a very small town in the middle of England. Um, you can probably hear that with my accent. And um, I feel like I've lived many lives already. And uh, I know we're going to get into the meat of sort of our conversation. You know, but I, I have, I've moved around. I've chosen different things. So I had a, uh, an, a career in the early internet in the, in the UK, worked in very big tech companies that you, that you were just mentioning. I worked for Mozilla for a decade at eBay, but also in fine art. So right. I was at Sotheby's, uh, fine art auctioneers for a while. I owned an art gallery, uh, you know, so I've done very eclectic things yeah. and then really rediscovered my innate passion for women's empowerment about 10 years ago and have then since founded the coaching fellowship yeah Yeah. um but very very eclectic track i can't say that i was in one lane at all during my career yeah and i love that you know you say you've sort of found your passion again around women's empowerment but i love the story that you you know at 15 were were petitioning the the, the local your school to allow the girls to wear pants <laughs> So it seems always been part of the train of thought you were on already, you know. Yeah, and you know it was so funny with right starting to write the book, and then I was reminiscing about this action, and then it, it became absolutely clear to me that this is yeah. how I sh- should introduce myself in a way. But uh, but really, when I think back, I mean, I'm not that old, and I'm yeah. like, my God, <laughs> in my lifetime we weren't wearing pants. You know, know, this is crazy, yeah. and the the weather in the UK is pretty rubbish. Oh my yeah, goodness, so absolutely, we- <laughs> yeah. No wonder my mum wanted me to wear socks way above the yeah, knee, you yeah. know, where we all, we all want and a skirt down around my ankles, you know, when we all wanted mini skirts. And exactly, things. exactly. Oh dear. Okay, yeah. so what does confidence or being a confident woman mean to you? Yeah, it's um, it's something, you know, confidence is something I have grappled with my, my whole life and I still do. Yeah. I still do. And for me, it's, I mean, really being it's there are things that are easy to say it's different to live it in and to to its full uh meaning and you know for me it really is about being comfortable in your own skin um and that to me also means you know also therefore understanding yourself and accepting that too i i was thinking about this question and if you allow me just a moment i wanted to, to share sort of a funny story really but it was so I first got access to coaching and leadership development when I had kind of quote unquote already made it I was already a senior executive at Mozilla and and I'd had a lot of trainings but I hadn't had this one-on-one opportunity to really unpack what leadership meant to me who was I at my core what held me back and these kinds of things so it was really an inside out kind of 
opportunity. And what kept coming back was my heart. You know, people would say, oh, Jane's got a big heart. Oh, what a big heart she has. And I was just like, I just wanted to be like the biggest, boldest, bravest, <laughs> awesome. And I can't swear, but like, yeah. you know, kick yeah. blank yeah. person. Um, and, you know, all I'd get was, oh, Jane and her Oh, my goodness, Jane's heart. And it was, it was not, it was not the kind of leader that I, wanted to be you know I had an idea in my mind what leadership looked like looked like somebody else didn't look like me and so I was never enough it was always comparing myself to someone else and it wasn't until I had this conversation with my coach who said in, in a moment of frustration actually she said to me do you have any idea what it's like to be held by your heart yeah and I was like, no, no, I don't, no. And she said, well, it's like an entire forest is felled with one axe. Yes, right. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it was really changing the perspective on how you saw it or you thought of it. Yeah. And so and I think a lot of confidence, you know, is accepting who we are Mm. and and understanding that is amazing yes. like we are amazing but we come in different shapes and sizes and what we have to bring to this lifetime and for me yeah like I do really have a big heart yes. and it is how I lead with that first yeah. and now I know it's enough but there are times yeah. where you know you'll get a little wobbly and people yeah. I feel a bit more threatened about oh they're smarter than me or they're yes. more experienced <laughs> than me and all this and then yeah. oh the demons start yeah. you know telling me I'm you know, it, it's not not good enough. But yeah. if I just keep reconnecting, I to my heart, to you, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's how I recenter. And it's interesting. I think a lot of women, especially from executive level and leaders, look, it still happens now because I still coach them. But probably even over the last ten or twenty years, well, the comparison was to men because there wasn't yes. strong leadership women that you could model yourself off. So. You know, yeah. where we were comparing like really apples and oranges or, you know, and this is why I guess even things like your book and, and the progress women are making into leadership, we need those women there so that other women can start not comparing but modelling and seeing that there are different types of leaderships and there is different ways forward and, and women bring something different to the table and you can be an amazing woman female leader that has a big heart and offers a whole range of other things without having to be the way men sometimes do it you know yeah well and isn't it I mean gosh thousand percent and there's the the quote of course which is around if you if you can't see it you can't be it right it's so true what I love about that too what you were saying Jodie is also the example for men right Mm. so men also have not had female Yes. Uh, mentors and, and women who are going to inspire them maybe to yes. lead a little differently and that's great too so you know we the world needs more diversity we need lots of different peoples yes. and perspectives and it can only be good for everybody absolutely yeah. absolutely so when last confidence question then we'll get into the your book and your topics oh, but wow. when are you the most confident version of yourself Oh, we're talking about women's empowerment for sure. That's, um, you know, no, it's it's so funny. I, um, you know, I used to get really nervous uh, speaking in public. Uh Uh-huh, so many do. (laughs) um, Oh, it's one of those things, right? Until I realized that I wasn't really 
on fire talking about what I really wanted to talk about. Right. So looking uh, when you when you sort of examine it, it's I'm at my most confident when my values are aligned with like how I'm I'm showing up. Yes. You know that's. I've realized I have a lot to say yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. and, and it's so natural for me to be in that space. Yeah. But I tell you for a very long time, that was not the place I inhabited. Yeah. yeah. But I was yeah. not, it, it was incongruent, you know, with what, what I was doing every yeah. day. Yeah. And that's a great point too, even for, for people trying to, or wanting to increase their confidence and whatever, aligning with those values or when you're not aligned with the values it is often where it's a struggle it's a struggle to be yourself because you feel like you've got to be something else and then you're you're trying to as I say you're trying to hold a beach ball underwater when you're trying to suppress who you really are and it's exhausting it's exhausting so it's a great point that when we are just really comfortable with who we are and and our topic or our message aligns with what we want to say and and our values it it comes so much easier it's just it's just part the natural part of the way forward then isn't it 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 is it is a former teacher of mine once said you know to live your life on purpose is a radical act Mm. and I I know I just I so believe like you know um, relate to that because yeah it is you know it's it's not easy to make choices right as well like we're you know we have rent to pay we you know like lives are hard and and so on like it's but if we keep working toward these things and and being in full consciousness and choice as much as we can then yeah, we naturally going to be at our best and bring yeah. bring all of that goodness. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about your book. Oh my goodness, oh, it ha- was just you. full of so many great stories. As I said, it was. I've sort of thought, oh, I'll sit here and go through some of the book, and then three hours later, my husband's like. Uh, is dinner ready? Like, and I was like, I was, lo- I was like, That's yeah, hang so on a second. Nice I was too, lost yeah. in this in this place because I really sort of got into these these beautiful stories. So, so why did you write Unlocked, and what was the message that you really wanted to get across? Oh, thank you so, thank you so very much, and thank you for for letting me share more too. So this was uh, more than a year ago now, and we're right in the middle of yes the pandemic, <laughs> and uh, which everybody has one of those stories. Of yes. course, and we we still have them. There are still there are still yes. stories being made. Well, this made. podcast was and born from the pandemic as well. So. Oh, right. Of course. Yes. Well, look at all the good yes. goodness that's come out it of it is, as it well. Is. You Absolutely. know, it's so great, Jody. So yes. Yeah, so you know, I've just headline after you know disturbing numbers mm. of the progress of women and girls just going backwards and. You know, I I run a women's organization. My, I work with young women social impact leaders every day and they are incredible and they're doing the most extraordinary work. And I was just depressed and demoralized yeah. and just, I mean, you know, at the, the part when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed on, yes. I was just about ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, I mean, I just actually saying that out loud, for a moment just made me whew, yeah. like yeah when she yeah. passed like that it was horrifying and I had wanted to write a book particularly about my experiences of working with the young women leaders that I've been able to support with the coaching fellowship community for a long time and with all of this difficult difficult news I really wanted to 
share some of the the hopeful messages and stories that have yeah. that are happening to advance women and girls so you know so much good work is is happening whether that is uh increasing more women on boards whether it's more yeah. young women coming forward in in uh corporations whether it's more girls going to school um i mean you can pick any uh, topic when it yeah. comes to access to voice and money and yeah. opportunity all of these areas we need to make massive progress in the other piece to the book is the other piece that I was feeling, which is somehow these problems seem so insurmountable that you just give up. Yeah. You're just like, well, how can I yeah. make a change? How can, you know, we're just, when you mentioned an in, in introduction about the climate crisis, yeah. I think so many of us feel so overwhelmed by what is the thing that we can do that will make a difference. Yeah. And you don't know where to start. And you can sometimes you think, gosh, it's, is this enough? Yes. Is this going to really matter? Yeah. And it absolutely does matter. And it absolutely matters when it comes to empowering another woman, because that I think we can all sit here and say, we can speak to another woman in our life yeah. who has helped us on our way in some form. Maybe it wasn't a big lift, but maybe it was a kind word. Maybe it was, you know, yeah. an afternoon she spent with you, coaching you on something, uh, being a shoulder to cry on, all these things, uh, which are very seem very simplistic, but by the tens of millions of actions do actually one person at a time get to the change that we're we want we want to see in our lifetime absolutely you have to just stand in that place i think called as long as i'm empowering people and being that support for my friend you just have to trust that it makes such significant difference down the road that you will never yes. ne- you will never know about you like never you know just you have don't. to just trust yeah. and know that that ripple effect that one kind word, that smile at someone, that that support, that coaching session makes a difference down the track. And, you know, sometimes a conversation, I'm sure you've got them in your past too. Like you just mentioned, a teacher said to you one time, that teacher doesn't remember that she said that statement, but it stayed with you. And it's something now that you really call on to keep driving you in your life and so those little things often are the turning points it's that one comment or that one sentence or that something that really yeah. sticks that makes the turning point happen it it's so true and you know you you said to help a friend and and we do we sort of we do this naturally with our family we do it naturally yeah. with dear friends and I want to also see uh, more of us feel enabled and empowered to do that with the women who we who we don't know so yes. well, maybe the women just in our network and, yeah. you know, air quotes in our network yeah. or yeah. in the office, which I know is our virtual office mostly these days and so on. And there can be a lot of sort of weirdness and strangeness in the workplace with sort of, you know, the old structures and yeah. women are competing and it, oh, these yes. kinds of conversations I hear. Yeah. And and yet I uh, and I think you know I've had some pretty good experiences. I know it's not like that for everyone, but on the whole, I think if women ask for help, uh, another woman will will help her. Yeah, absolutely. And more often than not, yeah. yes. So yeah. we must we must be willing to help, but we must also be willing to ask for help for yeah. ourselves. Absolutely. And I think we talk often about really checking in on who you have around you and the people that are around you to support. Because if you're asked or you don't feel comfortable asking for help or you ask for help, you know, and it becomes a competition or you've got the wrong people around you, you know, you've got that to go and true. source those yeah. really key figures and mentors and coaches and friends whatever that are going to be 
that support that helps you rise up, not tries to compete or push you down or change your view or what have you. So, you know, if we find ourselves in those situations, you've got to check in on who you've drawn around you and maybe that needs a shake up. I, I think doing a little evaluation of that is a, is a fine idea. And yeah. one of the one of the things I, I love to say is about, you know, because I've felt it for myself, sometimes you really need someone to want it more for you than you want it for yourself. Yes. Right. And I think that's a really good barometer. Yeah. You know, it's like how, how invested is this person yeah. in me, you know, and, you know, how much do they care about me? Yeah. And, and likewise, how much do you care about them, you yeah. know, and will you want it for them more than they want it for themselves? because sometimes we all need a little extra hand or an extra wind behind our backs right absolutely oh yeah Yeah. absolutely now I love the stories in the book of incredible women who really took an idea put in the hard work and took risks to produce meaningful outcomes for women around the globe so one of the stories was Tracy Cho is Chu 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 right a 27 year old software engineer who took on the giants of the tech industry and became a diversity activist I just loved her story or Tony Maloney who established the Business Council for Peace that helps female business owners in war-torn and developing countries they were the two stories that really you know I really connected with so what was really significant for me was reading these stories and the courage of these women who actually weren't really necessarily in a position of power They took action and believed that they could make a change, even though they were seemingly just, you know, I guess called the regular people like you and I, you know, they weren't in that, they didn't have those political positions or what have you, that that they were just regular people. And sometimes I feel that we as individuals don't realise the impact that we can make, even in the small actions in our own circles or communities or families or lives like we were just talking about. I think so many of us have watched recently, you know, the devastating outcomes like for the Afghan women about being not allowed to go to school and all those sorts of things. Also the rise in domestic violence that's happened around the world due to the pandemic. But I guess sometimes we just feel helpless about what part we can actually play. So where do we start when we want to start creating change in the world or be part of a solution when we no longer want to accept these discriminations or atrocities Mm. against women and girls I know that's a massive question to start with but (laughs) (laughs) that was a low ball question I know oh man do I wish I had the answer I know Um, yeah no what you're saying I think I know I know what you're saying and I well I love that you brought the two stories from Tracy and, and Tony in as well and because you know they they ended up having these massive impact so thinking of Tracy Cho as well so she she's a she was an engineer and very data-driven and people kept talking about the number of women in technology and technology leadership positions and the number of women and women of color in those positions as well and she just said well everyone keeps talking about this but I haven't seen any data where's the data and so she just it was a small action for herself just to say well, let's have a look at the data. Yeah. Let's try and find that. In that moment, she didn't believe, you know, she wasn't sort of, oh, and I'm going to basically start the 
snowball effect in Silicon Valley to uh, have a reckoning when it came to uh, the number of women and people of color and in in technology first of all and then in leadership positions so so yes so I think what's uh, wonderful about this is that we as you were just rightly saying actually that by taking an action we have no idea of the ripple effect we have no idea what we're starting so it is important to notice and and to try and take a small step and see where that might lead and it might lead maybe you'll end up creating a global organization maybe you're just curious and you might just go check out an organization's website like tony at be peace she has a wonderful model where uh, volunteers she calls them scalanthropists (laughs) that's a big that's a bit of a word to say um (laughs) um, but they are basically mentors you know they're they're people who have maybe it's marketing experience uh accounting experience hr uh, people sort of hr experience and then one hour a month they help an afghan woman you know um over zoom uh talk through a business plan or whatever it might be you know so there are many very small ways to get involved and you know they're they're, that's on an organizational level let's say we're taking on greater action but then back to the keys that we're talking about with my book also that small action as you were describing too to help help another sister yeah we have no idea where that will will land but what for me the important piece is that we we do start to take more actions i'm not saying that women don't help women today we yeah. absolutely do we're yeah. the backbone for each other and what i wish for is that we can actually see more of these actions as acts of feminism yes. small tiny multiple daily acts of feminism and i know that is a loaded word for a lot of people that we we have a very strange relationship yeah. with it that the essence of it uh, i want us to feel and know that we are helping another woman in the spirit of helping all women when yeah. you help one woman yeah. you are in in essence helping all women and girls because yeah. of those exact ripple effects that we were yeah. talking about yeah and those those women are mothers and those women are aunties and those women like that's where it it grows because those women that we help or say something and then it, and then they strive to be more and do more global change or stand up for themselves or what have you they then become the role models for their sisters and daughters yeah. and cousins and yes. aunties and you know all and, those, and those this sorts is of the virtuous circle right this yeah. is the beauty like i refer to it I try to refer to it as sort of like a flywheel yeah. you know where you you help one woman uh she moves forward she helps another woman and so on and so on and so on and we're already doing that but what if we could do you know we can yes. increase that and the flywheel gets to turn faster then we see the outputs of our actions on mass happening across all all sectors. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now you referenced the World Economic Forum's data that says that women have lost about thirty six years of progress in twenty twenty alone due to the pandemic, which is just truly frightening. What happened? Like, what have we lost, and what barriers are there to women's equality and success? Uh, that's another huge question too. So the first one, I feel like I can answer. The second one, I'm like, my goodness, I don't even. I I I don't mean to to joke, but I, when no, I was no. writing the book, I was like, oh my goodness, I I'm only scratching the surface of the yeah. things that we need to do to reach equality. It's it was it, 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 devastating at times, but you know that report. Yeah, I think it grabbed you know grabbed a lot of headlines from the World Economic Forum and what was on un- un- being unpacked from that was 
the number of women dropping out of the workforce, I mean, en masse, by the million, and who may never go back into the workplace, or if they do, will not go back at the same level, earning the same amount of money, uh, which has massive effects later on during their retirement and the wealth creation that they can create in their lifetime of course yeah we're just talking about girls in afghanistan i mean that's that's a whole different thing that's not necessarily covid related the malala fund said more than another 20 million girls won't go to school uh, because of the pandemic so already 132 million girls didn't go to school today not because they didn't want to Um, so add another 20 million to that and you know we we see uh here in america at least uh um, women losing access to their own bodies and freedoms around that. I think yes. there's just been there's so much polarization, which is also happening in the world. Uh, and not to kind of go down political routes, but you know, just sort of like there's a lot of the politics and a lot of COVID, which has brought out even more polarization. I think, um, yeah. which is then uh, exposing people's opinions about women and their access to their bodies and so on. But when you talk about equality, yeah, I mean, gosh. Oh, I don't even know where to start when we look at the gender pay gap, access to opportunity, the number of women that are still being written out of history for their accomplishments. Uh, I just, this is um, a funny one because it's awful and shocking. And I was like, well, good on Sadiq Khan, who's the mayor of London, who had just audited, I don't know if you saw this, but had just audited all of the statues in London um, wanted a sort of like a um, inventory of them, and there were more anim- there are more statues of animals in London than of women. <laughs> With the- I yeah. don't mean to be flippant, but you know, no, I get um, it. But and the good- these are the things that start. It just needs that to come to the forefront. For it's like a light bulb going on. Going, what is going on? If that's the case, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is. The, well, and the good news of that is that, you know, it, he's then expressively setting up uh, some some fund. I'm not sure if that's UK lottery money, but to have more statues of women and people of colour in yeah. London. Like, yeah. here, here. Isn't that great? Yes. Um, so whilst there's so much to be done, uh, I'm also delighted that I read articles like this every day, every few days. We yeah. just have Melinda French Gates start a her own imprint, um, which is solely focused on non-fiction women's empowerment books and gender equality. Who'd have thought of that, you know, a couple of years ago? Not possible at all. So change is happening. Is it happening fast enough? (laughs) Not sure about that. But there's definitely more more opportunity than ever before to create this lasting change. I really believe that. And I think, look, there has been such bad news for probably the best part of two years now, that we have been consumed by this pandemic and the, the outcomes of that. And it's, it, But I guess it is parts of like when we have books like yours to help us start to shine the light on the good that is happening and the articles, you know, and I, you know, I think the media has a lot of responsibility that they need to step up and start showing us because good things are really happening and they're not being told enough because the focus or the, you know, we're consumed by this pandemic and numbers and daily infections and what have you. And hopefully as we come out of that, that will start to to reduce and we can start seeing because we want that hope, like which is what, you know, you were talking about in your book, just to really 
really remember that things are happening and there are amazing people, amazing women really stepping up and fighting for everything that's that's there to yeah. be fought for and are still are still trying to fight for equality and are still trying to empower and are still trying to say we need more statues of women in London, right? There's people doing great things, but we just haven't, it hasn't been a focus because our mm-hmm. news outlets and our, our media has just been consumed by one topic. So hopefully we'll get yeah. back to seeing, you know, maybe it's maybe it's for us to go searching for these these stories of hope and, and that, that things are changing. And maybe, just maybe, you know, my hope is that, you know, as much as we've sort of the women have gone backwards in our equality and women dropping out of the workforce and this, you know, this horrible, horrible um, lack of, you know, access to education, which just in this day and age seems so archaic, it's unbelievable, maybe there's a silver lining that will come out of that and something will be created that we haven't even thought of yet or we've never, you know, yeah. we've never I, gone for, forward with. I think, it, I mean, I do think it's so shocking. I think that's part, you know, part of that headline yeah. grabbing of losing yes. 36 years of progress. It's just, it is so shocking that you can't help but think, you know, but take action yeah. and be like, ah, we yes. need to solve it. Just like all the climate crisis yeah. discussions at the moment where, you know, where we've, was sort of reaching the, or maybe have already reached the point of no return, but yeah. um, we need urgency yeah. around this. And I am therefore hopeful that there is enough lights being shone on these issues that it's just, it, it, it can't just go on for forever. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. done. I mean, I'm done. I'm like, there can't be, yeah. you know, our children cannot be fighting for this, you know, no. like our mothers did before us. Like we, no. we have to put this to bed once That's for right. all. And some really yeah. amazing, amazing women leadership is stepping up and really taking this on too. So it's, you know, now there is more women up front. There is more women that we can model off. We start to be inspired yeah. by those, like the women in your book, to go – Yes, that's what I that this is this is the train of thought I need to be. This I actually do need to step up whether it's in small things in my own community, but we need we've got women who are sort of leading the way and then hopefully more of us will will follow, will follow that lead and and you know, try to make some lasting change in our lifetimes as you say (laughs) now the second part of your book really looks at the 10 keys of unlocking the potential for all women and encourages us to identify as female activists these cover topics like saying yes standing up for her be a sister and one called send the elevator down which I just loved but obviously number eight called give her confidence really stood out for me obviously because confident the word confidence is my whole life (laughs) (laughs) so why do you think building confidence in others is so crucial and how do we do it yeah it's um I love this one of my favorite topics too Jodie so (laughs) it's the foundation of hours now exactly it's the foundation of everything like you just it is. It is that no, it that is. foundational skill that we need to be, yeah. have the courage to do anything. It is, and you know, I mean, it it can come from mastery, right? From or uh, values that we were just discussing yeah. uh, a moment ago. And I think there's a way that we, you know, as as young women, really sort of look at our value in the world and what are we what are we doing, and we're 
we lose that confidence pretty early on if we're not careful. Yeah. And some of us never regain it or it takes, you know, until we've got to 45 and then we're sort of like, don't really care anymore. We're like, okay, you know, like I don't, it doesn't matter, whatever. You can say what you want. You know, my hair is gray. I don't care. Um, Sometimes, you know, it's just a nudge as well. It's just, I think that women are also so rarely seen for their contribution. So I, I say this in, in, in the book and it's, it's a very, very small example, but women are so complimented on, oh, their eyes are so pretty or, yes. oh, what a lovely necklace or, you know, your hair looks stunning today, blah, 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 yeah. you know, instead of, wow, like, goodness, what an incredible thing you just said, you know, yeah. or what a great insight or, and so really honoring and, uh, and that's something else, right? That we can pay a compliment and we can let another woman know we see you and we see yeah. what you bring to this world, which is beyond our physical attributes, yeah. is uh, incredibly, uh, it, it can be a massive differentiator. And also, and I, I, I do talk about this as well, I think confidence, uh, I talk about the example of, which is, I'm sure everybody has heard of it, but, you know, women will not apply for a job. If they aren't 100% sure that they can do everything that's written on the job requirement list and then we'll do like 30% and then they're like, sure, I can do that. They'll win the risk. So so women won't apply. And and yet we know then when women do apply for senior roles and they, you know, they interview incredibly well and they Mm. will uh, actually get the jobs more than men will. Um, But they've got to apply in the first place. And when you when you look at what's going on there, it's less about having the confidence that it's more about following the rules. So I think when we examine confidence too, we have to look at, is it really confidence? Or are we, are women following, well, I'm not supposed to do this, you yes. know, or I don't think I can do this, but for what, you know, like, can we unpack what is really going on here? So when I look at confidence, I really want to get underneath what is really going on for yeah. for another sister because it, it may not be as obvious as we as we think that there's some lack of self-belief or something it's more like well they say this and that's not true for me instead yeah. of being like well well I'll still try anyway yes yeah no great point absolutely okay so out of the 10 keys in your book which are your favorites and which do you feel make the biggest impact that we can take on as as individuals yeah well I love them all yes of course of course, <laughs> of course no you know I the one my my favorite and I do believe actually also the one which can have the biggest impact but is also one of the most difficult is uh, actually talk about money Yes, I love Look, that's never re- really come to the forefront for me before until I read that in your book. And when I read it, it makes so much sense because unless you're talking about it, how do we know? We're all like living this secret squirrel life going, I'm not, <laughs> so I true. won't tell you how much a leadership or how much this job is or how much you should be earning. Then how you don't have a ballpark to go for. You don't have a you don't no, have anything to measure. It really is a big black box. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and it, yeah, and it's something I don't think even has come up for me before, except when I read it in your book. 
Yeah, thank, well, thank you for sharing that too. And yeah, I think, that, I mean, I know there are uh, women out there who are absolutely love to talk about money and investing. And, you know, I have a, a wonderful young woman in my network who is the queen of negotiation. I wish I had like <laughs> 1% of her yes. attitude in her. Gosh, I would just love that. But um, quite a lot of us yeah. are sitting in the other camp of not really wanting to talk about it. It's awkward. Don't know how to talk. We have shame when yeah. we don't have enough money. We have shame when we have a bit more money yes. you know and we're excellent we're excellent with money we're great at budgeting we know how to save but we're not making that money work for us so when it comes to investing when it comes to creating wealth that is very difficult and a lot of it's it, a lot of this stems from the fact that girls are taught as as very young age to take care of the money like oh you, yes. you should save that you know and be careful and what are you going to spend that on boys are taught that it's a vehicle that they should grow it and they should nurture it and you know uh, the sort of male members in the family i know i'm i'm sort of stereotyping here but will yeah. take men aside apparently <laughs> and give them tips and investments and and uh, ideas of how they should think about creating wealth and that is a wonderful thing but we need to do it for our daughters yes. as well because some awful statistics two-thirds of women in the united states have the potential to retire in poverty women today wow. will still have to work one more year uh, because uh, we earn less, so the gender yeah. pay gap, as we were just discussing, is is very real, and that amounts over time. But also, when you keep money in a savings account, I mean, today it's earning zero yeah, yeah. percent interest yeah. instead of six to ten percent in the markets, uh, which you know others are doing. So we have to be able to get more comfortable to share tips and share how this works for us because to your point about you know what is the most impactful mm. for me i'm like i want women to ask for what they're worth to be able to feel very comfortable with investing and using their money as also as a vehicle as a tool because a sad fact of the world is whoever owns the most money yep. gets to decide what's most important in the world and the problems that get fixed yeah. and when women get to do that that's the world I want I want to be part of and the world I want to live in absolutely and I think it also goes back to what you're saying about the rules like we were taught to well you don't discuss money and you don't say how much you earn and you don't like we look, so we've sort of followed the rules as women yeah <laughs> But, no, it's, that's really true. But yeah. we can't, if we're not talking about, even if we're not talking about, well, how much I earn, then other women can't see, well, well, yeah, well, then that role, I should be getting that sort of, I should be asking for that level of money in my role. If we're all this secret squirrel about it, nobody knows and you don't know that you're being underpaid or that you should be standing up for more or yeah. you should be learning yeah. those investment things because we, we haven't spoken about it, as you say. And, you know, it's and it's, it's a hard one to know where to start, right? Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, you've got sort of, maybe it's not a really good friend, but you've got a friend and you're going to have a virtual cup of coffee or you yeah. know, <laughs> hopefully go and see them in real life one yes. of these days. And gosh, imagine like yeah. the, the stress of trying to bring up a conversation about money. And so I hope that in some ways my book might do that. It was like, oh, yeah. I just read this book, you know, and one of the keys was this and it made me really think, wow, I don't actually talk about money. Can we talk about money yeah. for a minute? You yeah. know, and just even just to get your own comfort level yes. in raising the topic means that there's already change 
like some atoms and things like neurons are are changing you know you're manifesting something different yeah and I've also (laughs) I can't call on the statistic off the top of my head but I did read some information around really one of the steps for the domestic violence crisis is women having money because then money brings choice money and you know quite often people stay in in domestic violence situations or relationships or Mm -hmm. what have you because they they need to feed their children and they need and they they have nowhere else to to go and they don't have choices they don't they can't afford a rent they don't have skills you know all these sorts of things so women having power over their own money or women having more understanding about how they can use money to help themselves and give, give give themselves choices changes so many areas of our society that are probably we're not sure where to go go with at the moment it um thank you for i actually i had uh, i i I sort of knew that but i i hadn't heard it in a while and you're so right with the domestic violence and the and the independence that money brings a uh, colleague of mine the way that she kind of framed it for herself and she ha- she has more financial skills her job is in finance and the way she said it to me was which kind of really deeply resonated for me was that I wouldn't want someone who I know and love to have a catastrophic life event which and sadly yeah. you know this happens in life you know yeah. we hope that you don't get cancer god yes. forbid you know that you don't have a divorce that we're yeah. you know but then life happens and so if you're not prepared financially yeah. to understand what that means for you yeah. like if we could have helped a friend understand her finances a little bit more yeah. so that god forbid something like that would happen that that wouldn't be quite as devastating as it already is yeah. you know because her that systems would be, would be in place or the the knowledge yeah. about what to do in that place would be there she wouldn't be starting from yeah. scratch going I've been bankrupt now or now I'm in debt by hundreds of thousands because I've put it towards medical or what have you. They would have more understanding about how to help themselves move through those things. As you say, just they do happen. Yeah, we never know. So our independence is so... It's so important. Yeah, but even just, yeah, there's just starting the starting the conversations, yep. Ken. Who knows what the ripple effect that will. Absolutely, absolutely. Will yeah. Now lead, that leads into my final question, about which is what okay. advice for those of us who have teenage or preteen daughters, <laughs> what can we do as their mothers to ensure that they are empowered, nurtured and confident so that they can reach their full potential? Oh, Jodie, that's, that's wonderful and it's really close to my heart. And, well, you know, I mean, we just talked about money, right? Talk about money, yeah. Teach them to invest. Number one, number one, um, not to be reckless, but to know that it's it's powerful and um, they can do a lot of incredible things with it uh, for themselves and the world. Um, So that would be my number one, I think. But we know that also... You know, children, I just saw that Adam Grant, you know, the the author said this the other day. He said, you know, we shouldn't really ask children what they want to be when they grow up. Uh, We should ask them what is the kind of person they want to be when they grow up. yes, wow. And I just... I just love that because I think also when we ask a little girl that or a young girl uh, that, yes, we get into those roles and those gendered pieces and those kind of, you know, it gets, it starts to get sort of murky and what's possible for me and all of these things. And I I know that there is so much more and mums and aunts and friends are sharing the possibilities that we can all be now as, as women. 
in the world, but I do love this this change in the asking that question, asking yes. them who, you know, what kind of person do you want to be in yeah. this world? Um, like that connects them deeply to themselves. Yeah. And that is also for me connected to, and that's actually one of the keys in the book, what I, I've become such a, a fan of it is to help someone help themselves. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, we, it's just, we're helpers, yeah. just that's humans for you. And thank God we are. Um, and also what an empowering thing it is to do to help someone or help a young woman help herself, yeah. knowing that she, this is part of confidence building yeah. of knowing that she actually has everything she needs yeah. to succeed absolutely, all deeply within her. And maybe she doesn't have it today, but she has the capacity to learn. Yeah. She has the capacity to ask for help yeah. and uh, her knowing at her core that she has these core core yeah. ways of being that um i'd love more young girls to be operating from from that place in yeah, the world yeah absolutely and i think modeling and i've brought up a couple of times on the podcast women have come up to me when i've been running a workshop or done a presentation and they've always said oh, do you do anything for teenagers which we're looking to try to do something next year but oh, you know what do you fantastic. offer what do you offer for teenagers my daughter needs it and really it's you modeling the the parent or the mothers or the or the women in their lives modeling because as we've sort of said it's that seeing what you can yeah. be you know seeing how other women hold themselves or stand up for themselves or how they manage their money or, or how they you know speak in front of a room full of people like we need yeah. we need to see more so that the young women can model and see what's see what's possible so that lands back yeah. in in mum's shoes <laughs> It, no, it does. And that's, yeah, it's our responsibility. Yeah, you working on your confidence is what will help your daughter be more confident. Like it, that's, it, that's that I link, you know. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Sincerely, Dodie. Yeah, a thousand percent. It's good for everyone. It's good for <laughs> we everyone. We all need to work on that. That's right. Yes. Money and confidence and we're all, we'll all be right. <laughs> we will fix those big problems we in the world fix. with that. It'll we all will. be fixed. <laughs> all right, well, let's finish. We always finish asking all our guests our Rise Women final power questions. So, <laughs> and then at the end, actually, which I'm going to start in the next, um, just in the next week or so, at the end of every year, we, we, we put together a compilation of all the different answers, which is just when you listen oh, to them all run together, it's so wonderful. I remember I did it last year <laughs> and I often go back to that episode and just listen to that because it, it's wow, all these fun. different women saying all these different answers, but, but really you feel oh, empowered. I can't wait for so that. go back wow. to 2020 Christmas one and you'll, you'll love it. But yes, that's coming out oh, soon. Sweet. So. What do you wish every woman knew? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, uh, her entire strength and wisdom has the potential to change the world. Absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah. Jane, what is your superpower? Oh, it's my heart. Oh, of course. <laughs> we were just talking about That's great. It's my heart. Yes, big heart, yeah. Jane. Okay. <laughs> Now, are you a heel? We've got a bit of a shoe thing going on because we find it funny. And you might, I don't great. know if you've seen my book. There it is sitting in there. I did see that. We've got, I did. Um, we've I got a whole, yes. Yeah. So heels or flats? Although even actually I was supposed to change this because we've bought in heels, flats, um, flip-flops. Um, someone said snow boots and some we've had barefoot as well. So it's like what's, oh. what's your flavour of? <laughs> well, like, I was going to say I have to, I thought you were going to call it out, but I have one to add which would be Wellington boots. Oh, okay. Hey, fabulous. I'll yeah, add I, my other big passion is horses. So oh. um, I'm out 
mucking yes. out and doing horse things. So I live in my Wellington boots. There you go. I love it. <laughs> uh, your favourite quote or rule that you live by? Yeah, this was a this was a hard one actually, and because um, I've had some really good advice, and I do I love I feel like I'm a quote machine at times, but um, <laughs> we, the, all, we um, all are, we all are. I love that. No, but I wish I could remember more sometimes. But um, you know, Seth Godin uh, has been in my life. He's a uh, a, yes, a marketeer. You know, you know. So. Seth has been in my life for 25 years nearly and is really one of my mentors and idols and I, I couldn't say enough great things about him as a human being. And But one of the things he really advocates for is to ship it, just ship it, you know, which is, you know, like that first draft, you know, good is good yes, enough, all of the, right. you know, it's just put it out there, yeah. get feedback do it again, yeah. you know, but you got to ship it. Talking is great and we need that and we need yeah. to be careful and yes. figure out, you know, do our best work and just ship it. Yeah, you yeah. got to get into so action you'll, and actually you'll hear me, put you'll the rubber on the road. Yeah. yeah, fabulous. Uh, so oh, I love yeah, that one. Do not wait. Yeah, do yeah. not wait. Uh, who inspires you and why? So this one I, I really have to say, uh, the co- my coaching fellows, so the young women we work with at the coaching fellowship, yeah, yeah. they're um, – you know, I don't know what I was doing when I was 25, but I don't, I think I was probably drinking in pubs in London or something like that. But <laughs> so I was wasn't I actually. doing what they're doing. <laughs> you were, we, we were probably, yes. you know, didn't know each other, but yeah. we were. Yeah. Um, but they're, you know, I mean, we work with women who are, you know, they're working, they're very young women between the ages of 25 and 35, and they're working with indigenous populations, you know, in the Amazon or they're, uh, we have a number of women who work for rehabilitating child soldiers in Sierra Leone. Wow. They're community organizers in inner city Detroit. You know, they're working yeah. with wildlife in South Africa. I mean, you, you yeah. name it. I mean, they're just yeah. the most incredible causes, incredible women. And I, uh, yeah, it is my life's work to help them do more of what they're doing because, by goodness, we, we need them. Yes, absolutely. Fabulous. And the last one, finish this sentence. If I had even more confidence than I do now, I would. <laughs> um, I, I have to laugh at this one because it, um, people have been saying to me for the past few weeks because my book's been out, they're like, when are you going on opera? And I'm like, oh, good God, don't be ridiculous, you know, but who knows if you're listening opera. Um, but, uh, you know, I... Oh, I'm having a, a moment where I've, I, I kind of had an idea and now wow. I've, I've squished it. Yeah. But um, I, I really w- would like to have a bigger voice in the world. You know, right. I've, I've been working on finding my voice for yeah. a long time and I feel like I'm getting there. And I, um, you know, joking about Oprah, but I would really, uh, yeah. really wish for myself that I could play this bigger game yeah and I'm, I'm working on it Jody. absolutely yeah. and this book is such <laughs> a huge step towards that because your voice and the voice you're giving to the women in this book is out there and and you're really stepping forward into into having a bigger voice in the world and sharing that so you're on your way jane no Thank problem you. at all no problem Bless at all you. and leading into that i'd love to finish this interview today by reading a quote that i loved from your book that says <sighs> To empower is also an act that solidifies our own power and presence, where when we reach out to another woman, we too are reached. 
When we help her step forward, we too move forward. And when we hold another woman up, we are also lifted. To empower another woman is also to empower ourselves. And I think that's just a beautiful reminder of paying it forward or stepping up to empower other women not only has untold possibilities for that woman, but also provides ourselves with incredible benefits also. And I really want to thank you, Jane, for writing this book and being someone who is committed to ensuring that every woman gets the opportunity to shine and make a lasting change on the world. And that's really what your voice is. So thank you so much for sharing those with us today on this episode, but for putting this beautiful book out into the world. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Jodie. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone for listening today. And remember, there are so many ways that we can help you become the confident woman you've always wanted to be. So please get in touch with us or visit risewoman.com. We want to ensure that confidence is every woman's new normal. And we do that by getting our programs and resources out to as many women as possible. So until next time, remember, with confidence, anything is possible. Bye for now. Oh,